This episode may contain adult content and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Thundergrunt Podcast Network. So normally when we start off with these little anecdotes, it's just me or Joe. But this time, you're getting both of us. So it is a new year. 2015. And we are starting off the new year with a lot of changes. And one of the major changes is happening today on this very episode you're about to listen to. When we first started the podcast, and to this point, we had been censoring ourselves. Whether it was language or content, some of our episodes had quite a lot of beeping. And with the help of our friends, our listeners, we've decided to make it an open free speech format. Now, that doesn't mean we're necessarily going to cuss left and right, because we don't necessarily cuss left and right. We haven't taken this decision lightly. We've really taken into account everyone's ideas and just decided it's the right way to go. Now, we don't want to alienate anyone. We don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. However, if things come out of our mouths, we assume that you want to listen to them. Curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters, a collector of knowledge. Curioso Podcast. Curiosos, and welcome to 2015. How are you all doing today? They're going to respond. They, you don't think so? No. Oh. Oh, yeah, it is like a one-way sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. All right, so today we are here to talk all about censorship. But it's not just Joe and I. We're starting the year right by inviting some folks along. So folks, what's going on? Who do we have here? Uh, I'm Joel Murphy from uh, HoboTrashCan.com. Now, you probably remember Joel from uh, the Trappist episode, which is awesome. He's here again. Yeah, I just showed up. They didn't even invite me. We didn't know. He just just (laughs) knocked on the, uh, he knocked on the studio door. We were like, what the hell? And uh, also, we have the other co-host of Hobo Trash Can Radio. Yeah, I'm Lars Periwinkle from Hobo Radio. <laughs> I, lo- I follow Joel wherever he goes. <laughs> I love that you've embraced the Periwinkle. Yes. It makes yes, me I'm, so happy. I'm, bi- I'm big on keeping my privacy and also big on having the coolest last name of all time. <laughs> that is a pretty cool name. Yeah, <laughs> Lars tried to do like a share thing when he first started doing the show where he didn't want a last name, and so I decided it was Periwinkle. And he the second episode. It should have just been... Periwinkle. <laughs> periwinkle. So, so Periwinkle, that, that's the color, right? Yeah, yeah Periwinkle. Yeah, periwinkle yeah. I always get that confused with the little pattern with the, with the, that look like sperm. Argyle? No, no. I think he's talking about um, p- p- sperm. Sperm. That's what it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, no, it's uh, Paisley. It it's Paisley. Paisley. Yeah, Paisley. 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 I love Paisley. God, <laughs> that would have haunted me until 2016. <laughs> right. Just think about it. This is uh, like a, if you want a little device to remember it, just think mm-hmm. of Brad Paisley covered in sperm. There oh, you go. okay. Yeah. There All you right. go. All right. It's funny, though, because usually when we meet people who listen to the show, they think I'm making up the name Lars, and my last name is actually Periwinkle. <laughs> right. <laughs> my name is for real Lars and not for real Periwinkle. <laughs> yeah, I actually have people that have seen my show uh, before who think that Scarborough is a stage name, mm-hmm. and, and I have no clue why. They think that. Like it doesn't I mean, it's, seem... a, it's a really cool name. Maybe they, perhaps they think you've you've um, elected to have that moniker because it has the word scar in it, and that's a really I, cool oh, name. Oh, yeah. 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 Scars, am I right, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is why we chose that for the Scarred and Dangerous Thrill Show when I was with my friend Dangerous D, who mm. is, that's weird because that's his given birth name. So you Dangerous? Know. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the origin of the, the word censorship comes from as far back as the Roman days in 443 B.C. From the office of the censor. Censor is from the Latin for to give as one's opinion. And then ship, of course, comes from Middle and Old English for Skype or shape, also used as a suffix or noun denoting condition, character, office, skill, yada, yada, yada. So if you break the, that, those origins down, it's office of opinion. The Romans use it as the office of opinion. That sounds like uh, like the complaint department, if you ask yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, you walk up to the office of opinion, and there's just like a, a hand grenade there with like the, <laughs> with right, the number with on the it. number one. Yeah. Like a number. to it, and they're like, yeah. take a number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's something that secretaries have on their desks now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So censorship is used to edit, remove, and otherwise change speech and other forms of human expression. Uh, usually exercised by government bodies, political, corporate, religious, moral, and educational organizations, and people in general. So one of the things that I uh, everyone knows about me now, because I've talked about it on the podcast, is that I now have a six-year-old son. So I've, uh, I've come to find out now that censorship to me is way more important than when I was a 17-year-old punk rocker. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know true. what I mean? Yeah. When, I, when, when I would be walking around with a boombox on my shoulder and, uh, you know, a mohawk, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. listening to... flap. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's just, it's totally different now. You know <laughs> totally what I mean? Totally different. Like, I'm like, you know, I'll be watching... I was actually doing research for this episode where they were talking about the, I believe the FPM on on movies, mm-hmm. uh, which would be the fucks per minute yeah. in movies. Uh, and guess what? That wasn't beeped. Nope. Yeah. Weird, huh? Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, I just find that, you know, listening to that, I had to, you know, make sure that I had it down real low because otherwise he'll just run all around the house saying it. Mm-hmm. You know Absolutely. what I mean? The Big Lebowski is a good one. Uh, I've seen on YouTube where they just take every time someone says the word fuck in The Big Lebowski and mm-hmm. it's just a montage. And I, it's a significant length. Like it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, I, that's what I think about that script. There was, I don't mean to dwell on movies, you guys, but no, you brought it up mine, and that's yeah. all I ever want to talk about. Ever. <laughs> okay. the, the, in The Big Lebowski, every, well, every word that came out of their mouths was scripted and written mm-hmm. down, including every fuck and where it was, even if it was under someone's breath, even if it was um, over someone else speaking, they were all there. It was very David Mamet because Mamet does that same thing. Tarantino it, as well, doesn't he? Um, Tarantino does, but it seems with them, it seems more natural. And um, also, yeah, you look at a Tarantino script, it just looks like it was written by a 13 year old. That's, so, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> I'll show mom and dad. <laughs> right. Uh, and I just, I, yeah, and if you take with those kinds of scripts, you take the word fuck out, and it's not the same movie. There's a yeah. certain quality to it. It's poetic. It's, um, it's almost like a song. You can't right. take the lyrics away. Uh, and that's what I really did. Well, it's, not just, it's not just willy-nilly. Well, know? and it also, that is my favorite thing that has ever happened, is if you ever watch The Big Lebowski on, like, cable, mm-hmm. they have redubbed 
this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass, so that it's, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the best. Like, I, I love those. I think my favorite form of censorship that has ever happened was I watched the movie with Mr. T where he was, like, a taxi driver. I believe it was just called Taxi. Yeah. Right? As opposed to... I know to, the like, exact movie that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. so, but there was... Oh, it's DC Cab? Was, was that, I don't know. I thought it was Taxi, or it might be DC Cab. I don't know, but it was yeah. definitely... Taxi was Queen Latifah. Yeah, that's and the, your oh, favorite yeah. actor of all time, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, of course. Right, yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, I think it's DC Cab is okay. the name of that. All right, yeah. well, you know, I... I pity I'm, the fool who doesn't I'm, know the name of that movie. <laughs> I'm not saying that I can't be proved wrong. Uh, but, however, my favorite was uh, when uh, there was an F-bomb dropped, and at the same time, because they were out on the street with all kinds of taxi cabs, it was just a big honking horn. Mm -hmm. Somebody was like, yeah. And I was like, really? That's how gonna, they're going to cover that? I'm like 10 years old, and I'm like, really? Come on, that guys. guy just you said fuck. You didn't fool me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one of the one of the most famous and one of the oldest cases of uh, government censorship was Socrates. Uh, oh, our old buddy Socrates. <laughs> yeah, I believe he was. Uh, they didn't like what he was saying. They yeah. didn't. They didn't pick up what he was putting down. So That's, they said, "Drink the hemlock." Yeah, basically, they, they said he was corrupting the youth with uh, the acknowledgement and use of unorthodox uh, deities. Mm -hmm. So yeah. They sentenced him to be poisoned. Well, to poison himself. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. He, he committed hemlock carry, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hemlock seppuku. Mm -hmm. You think you think Socrates did that just as a big fuck you? Like, I'm, I'll drink it voluntarily because I know throughout the centuries when people try to censor someone, they're gonna, they're always gonna reference this. Yeah, so I fucking died for saying <laughs> what I wanted to say. Right. And so, the, yeah, that's that's fantastic. I love I love me some Greek philosophers. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I think I was a um, uh, philosophy major in college because I wasn't thinking ahead about making money. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the guys that always got the attention, and these are the guys that I love to read most, are your, your Nietzsche's, your John Locke's, mm -hmm. um, guys like that who are absolutely brilliant. And uh, basically, um, from Descartes on is what you read because that was the modern philosophy. That's, that really is, has to do with where we live now. But I love those ancient Greek philosophers because they basically, they had carte blanche. Obviously, not entirely because <laughs> Socrates was executed, mm -hmm. but they, it was the beginning of the, the free thinking movement, movement and all they did was talk about whatever shit was on their mind. Yeah. And then they wrote yeah. it down and everyone was like, this is the... This is some crazy shit. This isn't farming. <laughs> right. All we talk about is drinking wine and farming and, and going and, to war. Yeah, and the church. And the church, yeah. yeah that was, there's nothing about gods in here. Right, Come exactly. on, fellas. Or the wrong gods. <laughs> right. The wrong ones. I love it. There's just whatever was on their mind. And it was the most brilliant thing. I don't I can't do that. When I write down what's on my mind, it is not brilliant. Nope. No, it's not. It it ends up being like, um, uh, why is that guy looking at my car? I'm, I'm sick of people w walking on the sidewalk and seeing my car, and then they look at it. Stop looking at my fucking car. Well, my thought today, I don't think this counts as philosophy, but all I thought for a continually today was just there's too many people in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, when, is this is as too many whole. people. Yeah, we right. need less people. That, that only... <laughs> well, and that goes back to one of my old theories, is if you take off all the warning labels on things, mm -hmm. you'll whittle it down. I'd be good with that. <laughs> true. Yeah, That's I think true. we're overdue. The only, the only time that I really think there's way too many people is when I'm at, like, the theme park, and I'm going, you know, I'm stuck in line waiting to get on the next 
you know, the next roller coaster. And I'm like, there's way too many people in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just when you end up somewhere in public where there's just a huge mass of people and you can't move around, you're just like, what mm-hmm. are we doing as a society? And can we take the warning labels off? I'm, it would yeah. work. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the rapture and just yeah. take everybody, that, yeah. you know what I mean? Take all the goody two-shoes. God, wouldn't the world be awesome? <laughs> like, they always pitch that as like, oh, it would be terrible. But, like, if all those people just disappeared and it was just left to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> the debauchery ensues. Yeah, I used to have a daydream when I worked for UPS that if I got onto one of the UPS planes, it would crash on some deserted island mm-hmm. and I'd be best friends with like a volleyball and there wouldn't be anybody around. <laughs> <You're> fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Wilson! I can tell you this just to tie everything together. If the rapture did happen, we wouldn't be doing this fucking show. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, if the rapture happened, uh, no more Kirk Cameron. So that would be well. Awesome. Yeah, he'd be gone. <laughs> He's so one, great. One, one tier. <laughs> so we were discussing ancient Greeks, and since we were already discussing that, I figured let's talk a little bit about Greek sculpture. Okay. So of course you have like Michelangelo's David. You have all all these amazing and works. David's Michelangelo. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, however. <laughs> However, the problem with Michelangelo's David is that guy's totally naked. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you Twig see and the berries whole... is all hanging out. Yeah, no, yeah, really. Yeah. You, yeah. you see the dongle. Yeah, I saw, the... I saw stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Remind so... me, is, 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 uh, is David circumcised in that? No. Uh, no. That is a no. In Lord, fact, no. if you'd like, I can turn this around. Oh, please. And you can... It's not often I get to see an uncircumcised. But Look at this. Look at this. My, my, my favorite part, that the pubic area is uh-huh. parted. Yeah, it yes. is. Yeah. It's it's he like did a, a little sculpt. Well, he was. It's, go- it's like a, a stash. You it know? is it's, a little bit. It's, it's very. Like it's, it's an artisan pubic region. It is. <laughs> right. It is very <laughs> alabaster too, may I say? And also, I like the fact that one is hanging lower than the other. Absolutely, yeah. one does. And it's always the left one too. God bless him. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think David was happy with that sculpture? Do you think he kind of looked at that and was like, he couldn't have really me out like, a little bit? Like actually, it was old. Oh, you know what? You more <laughs> centimeters. I'll maybe? tell you. I'll tell you why that is, and it's really fine. This is Michelangelo's attention to detail. If this Michelangelo's David is um, uh, David about to go into battle with Goliath, um, mm-hmm. the giant. Oh, so and, he would, yeah. I'll and he see. actually, when you're, we're all men sitting around here. Mm-hmm. Guys, let me tell you about your body a little bit. <laughs> Everybody get out your hand mirrors. Thanks, <laughs> professor. When you, <laughs> your hand mirrors. <laughs> this is the cock monologue. <laughs> When, you're, when your adrenaline starts to go, when you're about to get into a fight or you're about to be in a stressful situation, your, um, your dick will actually recess into your body in order to protect itself. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I value mine. I think probably <laughs> I think we're all in agreement. It's called, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and called turtle syndrome. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And human evolution, um, in order to protect our, um, our reproductive organs, when it looks like we're going to be in a bunch of trouble, it will go inside you a little bit. So that's why... Because you can, if you look at um, David, I know we're not looking at David's eyes right now, but if you actually look at his <laughs> eyes, you'll see that he is looking up because he's looking up at Goliath, and then his dick retreats inside it's in himself to in order to protect. Why he didn't bother to like you know put something over that, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I didn't write the Bible. <laughs> that was some other random well, person, <laughs> right? I actually found in my research, I actually found out another reason why they're they're uh, they're everything is so small uh, because the. Uh, and I, and look, I'm not trying to get too gay here, guys, but... Uh, just just since, the right amount since, of gay. Since yeah. the Greeks, a lot of... 45%. The, the older Greeks, a lot of what they did was having sex with young boys. Yeah, of course. So, in order Goats, for them to boys. look more attractive, it was actually more normal for them to have a smaller penis so that they were able to look younger to other men. No kidding. Yeah, so that's why they're typically portrayed with smaller penises. Hmm. But the, the best thing about that is... 
a smaller penis and you need a smaller fig leaf. So you have the the entire yeah 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 smaller fig leaf. You know you don't have to use as much metal. You know what I mean to right. make that fig leaf to put over top of it because that's what it's happened. Cost effective as well. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's what happened with uh, Queen Victoria in 1857. She went to see Michelangelo. <clears throat> Michelangelo's David, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to <clears throat> Michelangelo's turtle. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just to draw right. it all together there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, at the <laughs> at the Albert Museum in London, and she was socked, shocked by the sight of she the genitals. She was not amused, would you say? <laughs> she was not amused, yes. So sh- they decided to get a detachable fig leaf to cover it up uh, for any other future royal visits. Fuck hmm. Queen Victoria. Isn't that <laughs> yeah. messed up? Can we, all, can we all just agree that she was an uptight twat? Yeah. <laughs> so what, was it like like one of those uh, like ring pops where you just kind of like snap it on your finger? and, and Yeah, kind of. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just popped right on there. Yeah. My, my brain always goes to this, though. Think about the poor guy whose job that was. Oh, to so, someone so had to, to like it? His job was to put the fig leaf... Over David's cock, so that Victoria couldn't see it. Okay, okay. I I have to say, he probably also swept the floors. You know what I mean? mean, It wasn't his only job. job. But he got (laughs) pulled away from sweeping the floors. The royal figure. And had to stay like an extra hour at work that day. We've got got those guys nowadays. (laughs) Go to any porn porn store with like a a video theater. Mm -hmm. Same guy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, they they actually got this idea of the fig leaf. They didn't get it from, from, you know, they didn't just pull it out of thin air. This actually happened in 1504. They were were unveiling David of Florence, uh, another, uh, you know, Michael, it was Michelangelo's work, David of Florence. And uh, also there was was the Last Judgment, was a scandalous figure. uh, at the inner sanctum of the Sistine Chapel, there were nudes, and they decided to start painting them over in uh, 1563 with drapes so they you couldn't see their junk. Uh, and that's when they also, in the 1600s, Pope Innocent uh, the, the 10th, which would be Pope Innocent X, mm. he decided <laughs> to have all the penises chopped off the nude sculptures oh, oh and replaced with metal fig leaves as well. <laughs> it's a waste of so, good marble penis. Like, <laughs> yeah, so they chipped them off. So I'm wondering... And where did those end up? That's what that I want to know. Who's got, a, who's got a sack full of marble penises? Probably the Pope. That's probably why he wanted them. He's got, he's he wanted got a big old bag of dicks. The, he's got that in the Royal Vatican you know, archives downstairs. Pope Innocent XXX. My ass. <laughs> well, their only safekeeping can be if I take these back to my room so <laughs> right, that no one right. sees them. <laughs> so, of course, the idea of putting the fig leaf over top. I, I'm kind of going back in time. Yeah. Yeah. Victoria, oh. and then the, the 1600s where they did this at the Vatican. And then mm. even further back, we have the Bible, where they decided to sow fig leaves onto themselves after Eve ate the apple and that whole story. Mm-hmm. Do we all know that one? Yeah, I've yeah. heard, okay. heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Big serpent. Yep, Adam, Eve, naked, Adam don't care, ate the apple. No, the serpent although, was although, the serpent. Although, um, Murphy here will tell I know, you. I know, th- you knew that was screaming in my head, did you? That, my, uh, the, my the, apple is actually, the apple actually comes from John Milton's Paradise Lost. Yeah, the, mo- most of what we know about that story was actually John Milton. Am right, I, well, yeah, I, thank right? you. This is yeah. the only well, time I ever get of to the you. fruit. Well, yeah, my, yeah, my but, religious studies minor, then, uh-huh. is just as valuable as your philosophy major. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was actually, yeah, it just says fruit, and, like, 
religious scholars pretty much agree it would, it would have been like a fig. Or Probably, they didn't have yeah. apple trees. Or maybe a pomegranate. Yeah, they don't yeah. have apple trees in, you know, the Middle East where that took place. So, mm-hmm. like, the apple is all American. It's all from Paradise Lost. That's mm-hmm. just – but we all think of it as an apple. Like, that's how we well, – Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It. Okay, I'll, I'll I mean, what's, what's more pure? <laughs> yeah, no, not a hit at all. It's not a hit, but It's yeah, really it's fun. Just, I, yeah. I like to bring it – I bring this up as often as I can at parties to show people that they don't know the fucking Bible. They know a poem written by John Milton. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, again, the, the, I mean, the Bible is stories. Yeah, written absolutely. by dudes well, and we who can, were rewritten by other guys. Exactly. If you want to sidetrack this whole censorship topic just to talk about the Bible, there's a lot of censorship and a lot of editing and, and taking books out of the Bible that mm-hmm. has happened over the years. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. the Bible is not a thing. Like, it doesn't ex- – it, it's now a collection of stories, but mm-hmm. those were decided on at some point. It yeah. was, like, they were all just written. We decided which ones made it, which ones didn't. There's, yeah, yeah, there's there was also, an editor. Yeah, yeah there were a lot of editors. Yeah, there's the all, yeah and there's also <laughs> – Parts that were taken out by by different you know clergymen you right. know, yeah. over time that, yeah. that they were like ah, I don't really like that. Well, let's, and the other thing that people out. never think about is back then this was all written by hand. So mm-hmm. you get into censorship in terms of like someone had the original story, and if I wanted to give it to your church. You had a guy who had to, by hand, write what I wrote. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe he decides, you know what, we don't need this paragraph. Or maybe this is what he meant to say. So there was editing that happens there, just mm-hmm. from, like, church to church. So, you know, there's di- – and then the one that survives might have been the fifth version of something. And know? then yeah, something was transposed wrong. Yeah, you know, exactly. Now you're Seventh-day Hoppists, <laughs> yeah. you know, that kind of thing. There's like not only misinterpret- misinterpretation of actual – of of meaning, but there's also misinterpretation of language as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. yeah. absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. I don't. I'm not fluent in Aramaic. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Sanskrit. That's about as far as I got. Can I modernize your your fig leaf conversation? Yeah. Can we, can yeah. we take it to porn? Sure. Definitely uh, take it to porn. Because I always find it fascinating that, like, when you talked about fig leaves, it made me think of the fact that in Japan bafflingly, they pixelate genitalia in porn, which I always thought was and like it's. Majority is pubic hair. It's pubic and the hair. Pubic bone. Yeah, area. but that pubic region is yeah. pixelated, which always just struck me as like it's porn. Like, yeah, but see, here's the thing: you can see on a, a main street a girl's, you know, boobs. You can buy panties and vending machines. Used ones, even. Yeah, um, they have condom shops. Not that, and stuff. not that any of us ever have. <laughs> no, necessarily. I mean, you take them home, but yeah, whatever. Um, there's condom shops like next to McDonald's, and they're like. You walk in and, you know, grab condoms or whatever, and that's it. It's a very – it's a weird system because it, it's old world, old culture, right. super modern. But there, so yeah, there are literally thing. videos where there are bukkake films, which you can Google that, kids, if, mm-hmm. you're, if you're curious. <laughs> but, uh, Just clear your browser history afterwards. <laughs> right. Yeah. B-U-K-K-A-K-E, in case you're curious. Nice. Good Lord, man. <laughs> which is a totally made-up word. I'm trying to help. You know, this is an <laughs> educational podcast. But, like, we're, there'll be a bunch of guys standing around. Spoiler. Sorry. But, uh, and all of their, you we know, don't, pubic we don't have regions. To, we really, really don't have to get into it. It's so. But I'm just saying their pubic, re- their pubic reasons are pixelated. Yes. I just want you to all stop and think about that. They... Why? At that point, I think that's what actually, are you protecting I, people from? I think that's from? actually um, Western influence. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, and that's I'm not making that up. I've read that somewhere. Not that you know, <laughs> it's definitely true because I read it somewhere. <laughs> right uh, on the internet. But yeah, I, I've never gotten that either because some of the things that happen in Asian pornography are things that I couldn't even think of doing, and I've thought of doing a lot of things. <laughs> right. I couldn't think to do those things. I don't find them particularly um, uh, provocative, mm-hmm. but they do those things, and the whole time they're doing them. Uh, their pubic regions are pixelated. And yeah, I don't, right. I don't understand that either. No, it's just. But I, I don't understand any forms of, of censorship. But yes. then again, I'm not a parent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't bring that up now. <laughs> well, uh, no, but I mean, if you if you are a good parent, you should be able to keep some stuff away and know what's good and bad. hundred percent, right? But I mean, well, and that's right. where censorship should be, right? It should be very personal. It should be in your home, and you should decide what. Um, what your family gets to see and what it doesn't get to see. It right. should be a discussion. It and should... not the great eye telling you. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And that's what and that's not. where we all have the problem, right? We're mm-hmm. not we don't have a problem with um anybody censoring anything. Mm-hmm. No. What we have a problem with is um a bunch of people that we don't know censoring shit that they have no business censoring. That right, is the right. problem. Right. right. It should be based on choice. Based Absolutely. on it is the choice. choice. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And even to to self censor, you know, back from in the Romans, like they gave people a choice until the office of opinion arrived and then it was your choice is made. Right. You know, and it has not stopped. Well, I think that that is the problem. Once you have an organization whose job it is is to make those decisions. Yeah, based on moral, you know, and who's to say, like, he believes the same thing I do. Right. You know? Well, and then the problem is to. It's like a, it's like, it's your, it's more, it's morality and immorality, correct? But it's, where exactly does that lie? Yeah, where's your barometer? Where's your moral barometer? I mean, Let's say the MPAA would say that it lies with the generality of everyone is like their kind of idea, right? Right. But I think most government uh, institutions still have that sort of like – there's supposed to be a separation of church and state, yes. right? <laughs> Doesn't ever seem to be. <laughs> no. You know, no. it seems to be hand in hand, you yep. know, cartwheeling down the, uh, you know, a meadow together, like making choices together. Right. And even the MPA, which falls under government jurisdiction, mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, the, yeah, the MPA no, is not a government organization. Not. Yeah, but they get a lot of stuff from the government. But they, well, but it has not, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. get into it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, no, let's I, get into that. Yeah, we're Joe, both look, like, Joel's actually jumping up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah Murphy, right did you just raise your hand? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did. Both I got, of them. Don't get excited. No, because the MPAA was formed to avoid the government getting involved. It's the the movie yes. industry policing themselves. They didn't want government intervention, right. so they formed this organization on their own. So it's yeah, not but, a government organization. Well, it, it originally happened in during the Hayes Act. So the, the Hayes yeah. Act was, was the government. And basically mm-hmm. the Hayes Act came out and they said, here's the deal, something is moral, or immoral. Right. There was it was the switch was on or off. So you had you had good stuff, bad stuff, moral, immoral, mm. and that's how they put all the movies out. Okay? okay, that was how they actually rated thing before 1922. So you know the, you 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 didn't you, you didn't have any any you couldn't show a other, lady's ankle. You yeah, no, there yeah. was no there was no no gray area right. whatsoever. Right. So the MPAA decided to come along. It was five different movies, I'm sorry, six different movie studios. They all got together and they formed the MPAA and they said, we're going to govern ourselves. We're going to rate these movies. 
So are, are we getting into this now? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Okay. Bring it. Cool. Yeah. You had like a thing before we. I said that. Oh, and, and I wasn't sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're good. All right. So basically, you only had four distinct separate ratings, and that mm-hmm. was G, general audience, right? PG, parental guidance, R, restricted, and then you had X, which was everything else. Well, can everything I everything adult and past? Can we backtrack for a second? Because. The history of that, do you know why those ratings came in? It was actually because of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf mm-hmm. is what caused that to happen. Because up until that point, as you were saying, it was either good or bad. But what happened with Virginia Woolf was Warner Brothers actually kind of knew that this movie was going to be problematic. But they wanted people to see it. So they basically went to theaters and said, like, only let adults see this movie. So they kind of circumvented the system. And the MPAA looked at it as like... Well, this movie has artistic merit, and it has, you know, like, we, they kind of did the right thing, so they had to make a decision of, like, if we ban this movie, they're going to release it anyway, because they've already worked it out with the theaters, and Mm -hmm. we look powerless. Mm -hmm. So they created that system that you're talking about as a response to, like, well, what are we going to do if there's a movie like this that's for adults that still has artistic merit? So that was actually why they created the... So it became a warning label. Yeah. Yeah. So So. I I apologize because I've never seen Virginia Woolf, and would you, could you let me know what is it in it that was... Well, it's just, it's a movie for adults. It's basically adults having a dinner party where a lot, like, there's... It's, an it's, two, it's two couples. That are basically, their relationships are falling apart. Completely falling apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, get, it gets kind of brutal. Um, Not like sallow kind of brutal. You ever seen that? No. Oh, well, never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it gets brutal with the languages and the situations that they're describing. Okay. Um, I, I think it's mainly a word picture problem yeah. and, and the and a profanity problem. Yeah. Is that okay. it? Yeah, I would say like dark themes and language. Absolutely. If you were, Absolutely. Yeah. If, yeah. And if you get a chance, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, you should definitely And it holds up very well. It's very brilliant. Yeah, well, if, uh, I have a Netflix account and I will put it on there. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Yeah, it's really great. Uh, Joe, you were asking me Earlier, before we got started, you saw on my computer screen here that I had uh, Indiana Jones on, right. on the on the front, and you were asking me, "What's that about?" Yeah, and, why is Indy on there? Yeah, well, Indiana Jones is very pertinent to the reason why PG thirteen exists. Okay. Now, before nineteen eighty four, you had PG. Indiana Jones was a PG movie. That means parents' guidance. Can we just, uh, mm-hmm. just for the the sake of um, of specificity, mm-hmm. um, which movie are you talking about? Oh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom, love mm-hmm. it. Okay, okay. So this was the 1984 film Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and it was given a PG rating. A lot mm-hmm. of parents at the time considered PG really more like a babysitter kind of movie. Okay. So sit the kids in front of it, and you're good to go. That's not really what the MPAA thinks. That's what they consider G. So, or you know what I mean? General so just audience. general audience. Yeah, yeah. So when they had Nothing PG. Nothing should be inflammatory was, or insulting or morally wrong. You know, or G-rated. interesting in any yeah. way. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. yeah. There's some princesses probably. Right, probably. Yeah. Yes. Venus Castle under yeah. the sea. Oh, what? Okay. So, <laughs> so the problem with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is you have uh, the, the uh, what's Moltar? Molar? Molar. What is the priest's Molaron. name? Molaron. Molaron. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad we have you guys here. Yeah. Yes. So we have Molaron. Are you going to do So of course he pulls the guy's heart out. Well, of course. that's yeah. really gross to a lot of people. It is. Uh, and especially 
people that had little children sitting in front of it watching it, it's extremely disturbing. So since I saw we that had, movie so young too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was super young. Yeah. But it wasn't just that one. Also, you had Gremlins, which Gremlins. was also rated PG. Mm -hmm. uh, and well, that movie that, terrified my brother. Like my brother saw Gremlins when it came out, and he like he's was, older than you. Yeah, he's older than me, uh -huh. and he was he had nightmares like because my parents showed him Gremlins, and like mm -hmm. he was convinced there were Gremlins under his bed. Or, well, it's wow. scary, especially like the she puts the the, the one the one gremlin in the microwave mm -hmm. and blows it up. Yeah. There's some gross stuff in that. Yeah. And then you have, yes. uh, what is it, Stripe, he falls into the water and like bubbles up It's very cartoonish, the yeah. way it, it is. But it is very visceral. I'm not when you're saying it's not yeah. horrifying, I'm just right, saying right. that in retrospect. Well, um, it's not, pulling, not pulling, pulling a beating heart out of someone's chest was. See, the, here's the difference. <laughs> Gremlins aren't people. They are not. But Indy, you know, in you know Indiana Jones, that was a person. So there, you can correlate, and, and parents can be like, "Oh, those are just gremlins. They're you know they're yes. fictional characters." Sure. That is a person with a heart. Absolutely. Being removed. And before the heart gets removed from the chest in that movie, um, dinner was a nightmare. Oh at yeah. That palace. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that was some real shit. They cut. Shield they monkey cut brains. open a snake and babies poured out of it. Yeah. yeah. And then and they, they ate the, the, monkey, the monkey brains. brains. Yeah. yeah. That oh was my awful. god, it was horrifying. And, the, and the, the snake pits and yeah. everything else that was yeah. going on in that. Yeah. No, that was. Terrifying. I remember watching that as a kid. You know what I mean? The monkey yeah. brains, I almost passed out like uh, what's her name did. <laughs> right. Plus her acting, I mean, that's was me atrocious for life. I mean, yeah. I'm still. Yeah. <laughs> that's not fortune cookies. So <laughs> yeah, we're, all, we're all fine with that. No one's yeah, brought up any of the depiction of short rounds. I know, come on. <laughs> Everything he says. Yeah, is double or negative. So it's like shoe. So Steven Spielberg, what he did is he called up Jack Vellante, who was the president of the MPAA at the time, the Motion Picture Association of America, and basically that puts out the rating system, and they decided to try and get something between PG and R. So okay. that's where they came up. You know, they thought maybe something like PG-13, PG-14, and they figured the, the bar would be PG-13. So basically that's as where... As based on an audience member's age? Yeah, PG okay. as in parents, guidance, anything under 13. Okay. So a 13-year-old should be able to watch someone pull a, a beating heart out of someone else. They and should, be fine if they can't, them. they're pussies. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that actually happened in uh, 19, between, 19, uh, between 1983 and 1984. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's the whole reason why PG-13 exists now. And a lot of people say that PG-13 is the sweet spot for movies. When people make yeah. movies, yeah. they try to shoot for that because it gives you the most general audience. We, we were having you know, this conversation earlier. Yeah. 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 If, if most... Uh, you know, studios, if they put in an R-rated movie, their demographic is cut, you know, in half. Yeah, Absolutely. Because, I mean, how many times did we go, just go to the movies just to go to the movies when we were between the ages of, of 13 and 18? Right. Just right. to hang out with our friends or whatever yeah. or uh, take someone out on a date. <laughs> so I guess some people got dates in between those ages. <laughs> uh, just to go to the movies. And you go in there and um, you go to a PG-13 movie because you can go in there by yourself. Your right, parents don't right. have to be with you. Yeah. And you can watch something that might be a little risque. Yeah, right. and if you could grow a beard at 14, like you were in like Flint. You oh, know? 100%. Yeah. Well, I, was, I was watching a lot of uh, j just the kind of few videos of people explaining what mm. PG was back in the day. And I would like a movie. Have, do you guys ever see Beastmaster? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I grew yeah, up with right? Beastmaster. Now, but I grew up with it watching it on the USA network up all night, right? right. So right. I didn't get to see any of like the, the stuff, stuff, the good stuff. Yeah. But uh, apparently, 
from watching it, there are boobs in that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There and, there's like, like two of them. What was it? Yeah. O- Ogo and Pogo steal the. That woman's... was the left one and the right one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the two little ferrets, Ogo yeah, and yeah. Pogo, they okay. went and steal yeah. the woman's clothes, and she turns around, and there's there's boobicles right there. Right. Yeah. So I mean, that that wasn't a PG movie. It was no. not back in the it day. Was not... It's so. also like, but I can't, it's hard to gauge. I can't remember what these, if these things were appropriate or not, because my dad let me watch anything. Yeah. Because he would just put it in and be like, this is a good movie. You should watch this. <laughs> yeah. I was, um, I was like about 12 that. when I first saw Woodstock. Yeah. No kidding. You know, my dad was an old hippie and he's like, all right, you kids need to watch this because this is important. <laughs> this is history. This is history. And I'm like, there's a bunch of muddy boobs in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is rad. But this, again, that we're getting what is into. happening to me? <laughs> but this is the entire point of like. It's people in censorship positions who have decided that's wrong. Like, right, who's right. to say your dad isn't wrong? Like, or isn't in the right for right. like it's the you know female form and, and there's nothing obscene about yeah, that. Yeah, no one it's was not like sexual. Like, exactly, they yeah. were just running around and you know it was they were hippies. Well, like, they were yeah. hot and yeah. really really hot. Not I mean not attractive. Hot. <laughs> really hot. They were hot because well, some of the summertime. Really really hot. Some of them had but, the. <laughs> Pits and, but yeah. that's the whole thing with this country is the idea of non-sexual nudity does not exist in America. Like we right. just because you can go to uh, like foreign countries, yeah. You know, there, Germany, there'll be Russia. Yeah, there's just nudity on TV during the yeah. day. It's not cons- because it's not sexual. It's just right. like like they'll show you, you know, how like I, I remember when I went to England on TV, they were showing how to conduct a breast exam, like mm-hmm. on the news. Right. Which was not weird there because, like, that's educational mm. and it had a breast in it. But, like, you try that here, you know, parents' groups would freak out and right, right. there would be a whole, you know, like, 13 year old kids' minds would explode. What's the thing with the new <laughs> Oh, the, that was like 13 when I saw it. So. Yeah. The new Play Doh toy that just came out. Oh, you know? it, yeah. It's like an extruder. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Well, no, oh. no, it, it, it's so no, it's, it's for, the it's cake for, topper. It's the, right? it's, it's supposed to be to put the icing on the Play-Doh cake, and yeah, it looks it, just well, like a extruder. penis. And I can I can tell yeah. you that because I gave it to my niece and nephew. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, nice. And then oh, when I no. saw I saw it there, and I was like, that's that's kind of funny. That kind of looks like a penis, but mm-hmm. whatever. And then yeah. it was a huge. And then it was story. a huge thing. So then I had to like call my sister and be like, okay, recall, look. recall. So you can hear it from me <laughs> before anyone else. I gave your son and daughter this thing, and it kind of looks like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> But these are the same people, the same people whose father um, taught them both. They, they're three years old. They both know how to yell "D's nuts." <laughs> and I think you're safe at this point. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right, they're they're right. great kids. But it's uh, they're they're twins, uh, boy and girl. And um, this little boy, he will. When he gets completely naked, he can't help but run up to you and put take his his dick between his thumb and forefinger and try to like put it on you. Like oh. he, will, he will chase you the around placing, with his dick. That's so much fun. The placing of the dick. <laughs> But that's like, have you guys ever seen Death to Smoochie? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. when the whole thing with the Play-Doh thing came out, the first that was what I thought of was that movie because there's the great scene where the Robin, Robin Williams is trying to sabotage Ed Norton's show, so he has all these cookies that are in different shapes and he makes them all look like giant dicks. Yeah. So that when Ed Norton reaches in, he pulls out a giant dick, but he looks at it for a second and just goes, "It's oh. a rocket ship." No, first he goes, "Oh." <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a rocket ship. And then as soon as he says it's a rocket ship, the kids are excited. They think it's a rocket ship. Right, like, right. And no, they go with it. Like, yeah. 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 yeah and then that Williams had to comes get, down and breaks out <laughs> and explodes. That had to get through a lot of people in Plato. You know what yeah. I mean? The oh, play absolutely. Yeah. Someone saw. I mean, well, someone it's designed it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like what used to happen with Disney in the day. I owned the Little Mermaid VHS that had the big cock 
you know, the castle, sand the castle, castle, like yeah. in the, the yeah. background. Like I remember owning that as a kid when that was a big thing that that came yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing is that you know it, it becomes a big deal when you say it's a big deal when you say right. everyone look at this thing it looks like a dick. <laughs> if you didn't say anything, the people would pick up and go, this kind of looks like a dick. But it's actually it's actually supposed to be a thing to put icing Play-Doh on a Play-Doh cake. Who gives a shit? <laughs> All right, I'm saying right. is, like, if you're a kid that does get one of those, do not eat that cupcake. I'm just saying, do not eat <laughs> well, it because it'll with. probably taste right. like Play-Doh. <laughs> yeah. Or dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also, um, do you know they make brown Play-Doh now? And that's oh only, only to serious? make turds. I mean, that's what you <laughs> use them for, right? There's nothing only, else. Yeah. Mud just, pies and poop. Look, here we go. I made turds, but it's, it's, it's not a big deal because turds aren't um, sexy to most people, but they are to some people. I mean, but back, you ever seen a Shisa video? Yeah. <laughs> back in my day, we had to make our own brown Play-Doh. You know what I mean? You had to mix all the colors together that's right. and hope that you Don't got brown. Don't mash it down and step and on. And now they yeah. just they give everything to kids now. Oh, yeah. They got it easy, these kids. <laughs> well, with their pornography and whatnot. Right. But then... We forget the MPAA's trump card, the NC-17, which right. they will just throw that motherfucker on anything. <laughs> if if a woman gets oral sexed, oral sexed, uh-huh. that's the oral term sexed. I've decided, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that just gets an NC-17 automatically. Absolutely. Like, you cannot show a woman getting pleasure in no, a movie. No, not at all. It's yeah. just... It, like, because it was a, was it, uh, what's the, the Michelle Williams movie? The, uh, is it Blue Valentine? Blue Valentine. Yeah, that because that was a big thing in that movie. Like, that's all that happens is there's a sex scene where a woman is getting pleasure. Mm. And this is the thing. It's like, not even with, graphic. If, like, you, if you rated a movie X, it couldn't be shown in movie theaters. Like, right. that would well, have to be that was, your, that was, yeah, your porno theaters. Right, right. Well, that was because movie theater owners did not want to show it. That's right. They, yeah, right. They, because they're a respectable movie theater, yeah, and they're and not it, going to show... It, and if you have if you have pornography playing in your movie theater, then people won't come there to see regular movies because how dare you, sir? Well, but right. then the problem became so that is exactly what happened is so X became synonymous with porn. Mm-hmm. So they created NC seventeen to be like, well, we still need an adult rating beyond R. That's right. And so as soon as they created NC seventeen, all these theaters were just like, yeah, we're not going to show that. Mm-hmm. So there's still right. theaters that won't show NC seventeen movies. Yeah. And there's actually I no, I, I think I, this all happened in what 1990. It was in the night. Yeah, I think it sounds- was 1990. Was it exactly 1990? I think it was 1990. Uh, I have as the very first movie to come out as a NC-17 movie was was a movie called Henry and June. That sounds right. Yeah, so you that was the very first movie to hit to find <laughs> <laughs> the first film uh, to hold a NC-17. Well, I remember the first rate. time, and I think um, this can probably be said of our generation. The first time I heard of NC-17 was I, the movie Kids. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that. And it movie. was yeah. because you know it was showing. It was actually, if you watch the movie, it is uh, the sex scenes are pretty graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But but it's all supposed to be underage children. Right. right. So they wouldn't show it, but they forgot that the point of a movie was to show that bad things can happen when underage kids have promiscuous exactly. yeah. and unprotected sex. It's, it in no way glamorizes no, anything it's portrayed. Not. It's they the say, opposite. This of, thing right. is bad. And they said, no, we're, we're putting an NC-17 rating on it so kids can't see it so they won't know it's bad? <laughs> right. Well, again, it goes back to the, the, the moral majority saying that we don't care why you did it. Right. It's, it's still there, so don't do mm-hmm. it. Well, and there's an interesting, because uh, I, when I was wasting time in college, much like Lars, I wrote a 15-page paper arguing about the fact that the MPAA rating system is ridiculous and should not exist. Uh, but one of the articles that I found at the time, uh, there was a woman named Jane Friedman. She was an associate professor of law at Wayne State University Law School. 
And she wrote an article for the Columbia Law Review basically arguing about the system, saying that, um, that like, movie theaters, the way they treat NC-17 movies or X-rated movies, um, it, it impedes on adults' First and Fourteen Amendment rights because yeah. they won't show them an adult. Like, so you're trying to protect children, but you're actually keeping adults from being able to see to these see movies. the movie they might want to see. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. So that was her whole argument, which is kind of interesting because you just never hear anyone. No one wants to take that side. Nobody. Of it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because it's well, obviously, if you're taking that side, you're immoral, right? So right. that's like but, that's the whole. It goes back to like the the the, the two sided moral or immoral. Yeah. But uh, you know the the one thing that like I kind of want to keep in sight is like we had talked about before the MPAA you don't have to get your movie rated at all by then mm-hmm. right. but it's, theaters it's won't show it the, exactly. you're right theaters yeah. won't show it unless it's a small indie theater yeah. that, that might show it but otherwise you know you're not going to get a wide release right. yeah, so, it's, it's all based on distribution and money and, and that's the free market and so you have to respect that but at the same time it, I think it's just going to be. I mean, uh, tell me what you think. Is it a matter of time before um, before this changes? Before they come to their senses and it say is, well, it is becoming the, looser and looser yeah. every you know five or six years. Like but, every time, well, like my, the, they're well, adding more and more you know things yeah. into movies that they used to not allow. Well, I'll, I'll throw this to you guys because when I wrote this paper, the my argument, my thesis, basically was that you get rid of the the groups all together. You get rid of G, PG, PG-13, all of that. Because those aren't helpful to me, and I think they, they're they too limiting. Instead, right. I think what parents want and what I think the purpose is is more of you could go to their site or there could be like a pamphlet if you go to the theater that just lists all of the potentially objectionable things in a movie. So right, right. instead so of giving it go, any kind of rating, yeah, it just says like... So there's like 14 dirty words. Yeah. There's one boob. Yeah. There's, you know what I mean? Like an like itemized... Three quarters yeah. of a pubic hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, and then you give labia. that to parents. And, and you're a parent, so you, <laughs> yeah. can, you can tell me what you think of it. But like, yeah, essentially you're giving the parent the information, but without this rating that carries all this weight that decides yeah. if theaters are going to carry it, like all of that, like just the potential of, of, like you guys are saying, if you give it an R rating, that loses millions of dollars And you're already putting that stigma on yeah. the, the film, the artist, whoever is yeah. behind it. So, and the intent is just to inform parents. So right. with that in mind, inform them, but just get rid of the rating. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's a, that's a great idea. Yeah. I, I mean, definitely a... a, a another option that should yeah. be thought about. Yes. You know? And I also want to mention that X is originally X was a type with the you know what it was a type of rating from the MPAA saying this movie is specifically for adults and, right. and no one else you have right. to be an adult yeah. at least nudity over- graphic uh, language violence um Probably blood, guts, gore, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. extreme <clears throat> Actually, situations. Actually, A Clockwork Orange originally got an X rating yeah. because it had a combination of um, lots of blood and nipples. And, well, and yeah. there's and, rape. And there's rape. There, there is hands down rape. Oh, there's straight and up bludgeoning with yeah. the giant, you know, ceramic yes. ding dong. So what, so what Kubrick did is he took out a lot of the blood yeah. and left yeah. out all the nipples. Mm-hmm. And then you got your, your R. Your it's R. one or the but other. But he's an artist. Yep. One or the other. That's why he's an artist. He is an artist. Right. So... But uh, my point was is that the the X kind of got taken over by the pornography industry. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why they decided to make an NC-17 was so that they distinguished, oh, no, 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 this is real actual film, but right. it's just 
a lot of stuff going on. You know, like Showgirls, to, an actual film with yeah, merit. Yeah, exactly. With, with, with <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> no, I just, I was mainly no. just poking a hole in the okay, logic. Okay, okay. <laughs> hang on, hang on. It did have Kyle MacLachlan in it. Right? So like that is as much merit as we can grace. get. It, okay. So, uh, so then after that. You have uh, you have X, and then past that you have you know triple X, right? Well, triple X isn't a thing; it doesn't really exist. Vin Diesel was only... in that, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he was. Okay. Yeah, and but not triple X too. That was oh, Ice Cube. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the one who gave the State of the Union. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, so basically, your your triple X movies that ha- that is not a rating whatsoever. That was a way of sen- sensationalizing pornography to say, oh no, no, no! If you thought that was you know, really gross and awesome and sexually turns you on. Right. If we say it's triple X, it's going to be even more so. So yeah. that's where triple X came in. Oh, I and I think that also that might have something to do with like, you know, your little moonshine thing and the triple X's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it's and it's stronger. Just, yeah. It's, just, right. it's stronger. So I think that that was kind of where that, you know, where that line of thinking went to. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Never did the double X. Was no double X, X to triple yeah. X. Straight yeah. to triple. Well, I, I, don't really I can can't. go for double X, though. Sometimes, sometimes I'm not, you're in that mood. In, you know? I want something more than X. Hell no. I'm not ready for triple X. Yeah. Yeah. There's you know, really when no you're, in between. <laughs> I'm know. just saying, I could go for that, you know, when I'm feeling, you know, when I'm eating like a chimichanga. You know what I mean? You want you some Dos Equis. Want to see porn. Is that, ah. is that code? You know? Yeah, I'm like, wait. <laughs> I don't always watch porn, but when I do, <laughs> it's going to be with I it. want to see Tiddy fucking in the last uh, play. <laughs> right. It's the most interesting porn in the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> So in 1985, the PMRC was founded, and that was founded by four women. They were all the wives of prominent Washington insiders. Uh, the ringleader of this being Tipper Gore, oh, yeah. the husband of Al Gore. The husband? <laughs> I'm sorry, the wife. I mean, have you seen pictures? Sometimes yeah, I get close. those things confused. That was yeah. Freudian. That yeah. Was, <laughs> well, have you listened to the man speak? <laughs> right. So uh, basically, you know, these four women got together. They decided they were going to create the P, uh, PMRC and basically give trouble to lots of different musical performers. Right. So, so this is basically similar to the movie and television coding system, but now it's just one simple, easy-to-read warning label. That wasn't... What it was at first, Joe. What yeah. they wanted to do, they actually wanted to do a rating sim- simple, similar to mm-hmm. the MPAA. They had lots of hearings to try and figure out what they were going to do about this because you had some music that had, you know, kind of debaucherous lyrics, yeah. you know, coming out of the 80s, mm-hmm. you know, Poison Wasp, that kind of stuff. Uh, with, that was with, debaucherous? Yeah, back in the mm-hmm. day, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Look, you know, they... they <laughs> They're talking about you know drugs and sex and and violence and also, all kinds NWA of things. NWA was in the eighties. And, so. and <laughs> very way, true, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, they actually three people were invited to come out and and talk. And you had uh, Frank Zappa there, mm-hmm. uh, a Baltimore native. May mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. mention that? Uh, you also had John Denver, and you also had D. Snyder. I don't want to derail the conversation. Every time we talk every about time. D. Snyder, it just every ends. Time. But uh, but yeah, D. Snyder also came out, and mm-hmm. they testified at the hearing, talking about you know what was wrong with this. Uh, now, do, do you think they sabotaged that? Like just listening to those names, do you think they purposely I know, invited it's like Zappa? <laughs> Who's going to be on drugs and not coherent at this hearing? John Denver. (laughs) Yeah, John Denver is like the only one that you're like, I'm going to listen to what that guy has to say. But the other two were probably partying the night before. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I don't think Zappa was, was pretty straight at that time. 
Yeah. That I time, think he, yeah. At that time. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, think he, I don't think he really... I think there was a, a, a very long time where he didn't do anything. I, I mean, this is where we need Donnie. In, yeah, that's you know, true. We need yeah. our friend Don. He has, like, all the musical knowledge, Zappa like, knowledge. in the tip of his finger. And Frank Zappa is a parent, so, you know, he's yeah. got opinions, yeah. you mm-hmm. know. Absolutely. <laughs> well, one of the funniest things Dweezil that I heard about this entire... <laughs> he wasn't the, on drugs. <laughs> one of the funny, funniest things that I heard about this, he actually had a, a album called Jazz from Hell, which was a completely instrumental album, and they had the Parents Advisory Music Board symbol on it. So, uh, on so that an instrumental album on an That's instrumental great. album, specifically because this was called Jazz from Hell. Oh, because that was the, the word hell. Yeah, that was the only only reason. So it's probably because of jazz too, man. Oh yeah, go to the jazz club. Jazz, pretty yeah, racy. That's just synonymous. <laughs> right. Down the jazz club, smoking those uh, marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> So if you if you get the chance, I'm going to put on the show notes some, the the deposition that you know mm-hmm. that all three of these guys had. Oh, it was it was it's yeah, all pretty do. good. <laughs> Each one of them is about a half an hour long, and it's 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 very much worth the listen. Now, uh, eventually, they did. You only had the little logo. That's what right. they came up with instead of having you know any. There was lots of stuff tossed around. Uh, you know, Zappa came on and and said he testified that he thinks that you should take all the lyrics and put it on the back of the album. Um, and then there was talk about costs and who's going to incur that cost, whether it's the artist or the manufacturer of the record. The label, whatever. And, yeah. So basically, the, the best thing that they got to come out of it was the parental advisory explicit lyrics little logo. And that's the black and white logo that everybody mm-hmm. saw in the 80s. A lot of people had it on T-shirts. Yeah. I think I yeah. had a T-shirt with it on. Yeah, yeah, it became like a status thing. Like it yeah, was where yeah. people yeah. wanted to wear that. Well, proudly. that was the thing. Is that, yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that, oh, well, that's going to go on my album because yeah. at that point, at least I, I know that I'm edgy. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean that sort of thing. And then in in record stores at that time, when that thing came out, you had this sort of like backlash of all these like underground bands and and people coming out where they were purposely mm-hmm. doing like vulgar, crazy covers. Yeah, you know, and they would just have that little sticker. Yep. you know, so it's like <laughs> we can still get away with this. You know, so it was like their way of fighting back. So a lot of record stores would come out with these basically, like, you know, sheets they would put over top of. The you know the over top of the cover, cover so you mm-hmm. couldn't see it. So yeah. your your kid walking by wouldn't see you know you know cunt puncher and it's all you know crazy and you just had that little parental advice. You had a whole black bars yeah. until they got everything. too mainstream. Cunt puncher was great. I mean they, yeah they were they're <laughs> early good. stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. So that's the now thing too is, is <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Is you had you know you had places like Walmart that would not carry your album or they, or they or you had to specifically have a censored type of did, version. Did you guys ever for fall Walmart for that? To take it. I remember buying an Eminem CD because I didn't know Walmart censored their yeah. stuff yeah. and like taking it out, putting it in my car, and just like it might as well have been blank. Like yeah. every yeah. fourth word was, was just yeah, beat. I, yeah. I had a friend. Her father went out and got um, it was a Bloodhound Gang album. It was uh, One Fierce Beer Coaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, what is that song? Uh, the Roof is on Fire? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. He heard it on the radio, and the radio edit has, like, dogs and cats and monkeys. Yeah, I think specifically you know. it's a donkey. Yeah. Or a donkey. Yeah. 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 So he thought it was hilarious. He's like, this is the best song in the world. This is awesome. So he goes <laughs> oh, no. to get this, this CD, and I think he went to Walmart. and Or no, it wasn't Walmart, because he got it at uh, Record and Tape Traders, and they were still open here. And... It's not edited. Nope. <laughs> he's listening to this, and he's, you know, kind of on the, you know. On the fence a little bit. Yeah, on the fence. But he's not into, like, cuss words and stuff sure, in, sure, his, sure. in his music. So he basically took the CD out after, like, listening to the song. He's like, 
this is not what Just I want to hear. Right <laughs> I actually, my dad threatened to do that with uh, Rage Against the Machine. Mm. We were playing, uh, it's the killing in the name of right. so we're doing fine up until it got to the end of killing in the name of mm-hmm. when he just starts saying fuck you i won't do what you tell me over and over again right and my dad looked at me and basically said take this out right now or i'm throwing it out of the car mm-hmm. <laughs> listen to it with headphones yeah, right. exactly and you know what and uh that was parenting yeah mm-hmm. you know that, that I mean? was yeah. yeah he was like i don't care if you want to listen to it <laughs> i don't want to listen to it at the same time your morally <laughs> bankrupt self but i am not gonna do it. <laughs> So, but uh, yeah, so basically that's what came out of it. And there's a lot of talk about the fact that it was really just trying to get, you know, something drummed up for, for, uh, for Gore. Just trying to get, like, his name out there, trying mm. to get him, you know, just some kind of publicity. Uh, and that's really where most people think that it kind of lies, is, is where all that came from. Right. I would have loved to have been on that congressional panel talking to those guys, because I would have been like, okay, let's move on. Uh, Mr. Snyder, now, <laughs> is this something you guys are going to take? <laughs> and they just sat there. <laughs> I, I yield the rest of my time. <laughs> right. You're just done at that point. Oh, man. So we're actually kind of uh, a weird place we are in America where we have some freedoms. We have the option to go rent a porn. Uh, we have the option to listen to, you know, uh, some weird crazy death metal band where every single word is, is vulgar or whatever. Uh, we can look up you know, shies of videos on our internet, all we like. Shies of videos with Bukaki at the same time. Like, whatever we want to do. Why would you? What's this website? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called thundercrunch.com. <laughs> uh, it should be. <laughs> we, we did tell you at the very, very beginning of this episode yeah. that we weren't going to censor this, right? Yeah. Okay. There was, there Just was making a sure. Because yes, we was. are making full use of that. <laughs> full use. So, but there are other countries around the world that uh, the government has a, you know, a couple of fingers in, in the world of everybody. You, you chose that phrasing deliberately. I did. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> and the average, you know, person can't do certain things like that. They're not allowed. They have no access. If they can get access, they have to register yeah. To get access, right. and that's the thing is that I think we take for granted is our. Um, not, we shouldn't. I shouldn't say take for granted. We have some in some countries you can't get information. Right. I think a lot of uh, problems in, will stem from getting too much information, and in that anyone right. can put any information out there that they want, which is fantastic. Right. But we end up getting a lot of wrong information. And there is that. Yes. But I'd rather sort through information and figure out what's right than receive no information at all. You know what I mean? Right. But it's fascinating too, because like in this country, you know, when we think about Twitter, it's just that annoying thing where people talk about like what they, you know, when they went to the bathroom and what they. Have. Sure. But like there are countries where Twitter is one of those things that like things sneak through that like mm-hmm. they actually use that as information. And well, like during the riots in Egypt, that was a major uh, mm-hmm. point of people being able to talk and 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 yeah. you know ha- basically move their protests around to where they could you know not be beaten up by police and yeah, you know that the information can get out fast enough that yeah. it can't be censored. Like right. that you have right. to stay ahead of the ability to show. That's really what it is. I mean, I'm a, I'm against censorship in all forms, but I mean at the at the root of it, you just don't want to. Um, 
not be informed about the world around you, right? Exactly. I mean, that's right. really what it is. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's at the crux of the matter. And you don't want to hear, you know, if you don't get that, you feel like a, a surf toiling in the fields. You know what I mean? And you start mm-hmm. to get pieces of information, and then um, uh, a, a man who has been ranked to be uh, better than you or more than you mm. tells you to go back to your turnips. <laughs> Don't right. worry about what's happening in the world around you. Put your head down and make it so my life is a little bit easier. Yeah. Right. That's completely unacceptable. But it yeah. is kind of fascinating that America, all the stuff we've talked about so far, the censorship is always commerce-based. Like it's, it is, it's yeah. worried about like what's going to make money. Will we be able to sell this in Walmart or will movie theaters show that this? Is, but, that is America. But yeah. that's, <laughs> that, that's yeah. the whole yeah. point. But in other countries, censorship is like taking power away from people it's and ideas. keeping them in the dark, Thought. which is way yes. scarier. Yeah. yeah, like like that kind of censorship is terrifying. Yeah. Like we just are like, I want to see movies with boobs in them. You right. Know? But they're right. like, I want to know what's happening in this country. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it's not Without like you know, Instagram won't let me post pictures of myself not wearing a top. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, okay, I agree. You should be able to post pictures of yourself not wearing a top. Um, however, this is a private company, and they get to make their own decisions. So, if they decide that you can't post pictures of yourself not wearing a top, then you should not use their product. Right. right. And move on with your life, right. and that's fine. Again, choice. Choice. There's, there's probably another the, product that you can. It's the yeah. choice. Yeah. That's really what it is. You want to have a choice to receive the information that you need in order to live the life that you want to live. I guess right. I'll go on Flickr to see boobs. Basically, anywhere else for the entire rest of the internet. <laughs> yeah. Like. Right. Move on, Chelsea. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's places like like Vietnam. Like they actually require that Yahoo, Google, Microsoft divulge the data on their on bloggers, and um, basically to, to compile a list of anybody going against you know the system. Anybody who looks up democracy, they're mm-hmm. now they are on the government's on. list. On their, their their blacklist or red That's list crazy. or flagged. Or I whatever. mean, here here what is it like? Uh, Kill the president, yeah. bombs, and like you know, kitty porn. Kitty porn, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And there's a bunch more. But Thanks, Joe. The, the we are now on the list. Thanks, Joe. I really appreciate bombs? that. Bombs? <laughs> no, not the bombs. <laughs> the bombs. <laughs> By the way, I I always thought I just want to give a shout out to public libraries for a second because I used to, <laughs> yes. well no because I used to work at one uh, for years. Thank and, goodness. And yeah, nobody does this enough. And I think right. the the coolest thing about working there was like one of the big things we find out. There is no database. Like, the public library, at least the one I work for, I assume most of them, you know, like, this is obviously specifically in Maryland, but I assume Mm. they all function like this. When you check out a book, as long as you return it, Mm. there's no record of the book you checked out. And the entire reason they do that, because I was told this by people I worked with, is like, so that no one can come and collect the information on what people are reading. Right. Because the library doesn't want that responsibility. Like, if the government comes to a library and is like, I want to know who checked out this book, they... They're gonna be like, I don't know. We don't have a record of that, mm-hmm. which I always thought was kind of cool. Like that's very that's really cool. That is yeah, very cool. yeah. Like that's pretty progressive. Like that's mm-hmm. kick ass for a library to be like, no, fuck you. Like we don't have it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to read about communism or whatever yeah. you want to read well, like, about, we you know have the mean? information. As long <laughs> it was as real you big during the eighties. Yeah, just know? don't return that communism book three weeks late. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. then there's a record that you owe money. But <laughs> right. Other than that, yeah, there's no record of what books people are reading, which I always thought was really That's cool. That's fantastic. Yeah. Because, I mean, from the beginning of us, um, when I say us, I mean um, human beings, mm. of having a governing society, 
they have been trying to control the information. Yeah. Right. And they need to not control the information. We need to have all the information that everyone else has. Yeah, it's been um, open and free flowing. Actually, I was reading a, 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 a story about the Library of Alexandria in Egypt, which was the first and biggest library of all time, and it was actually um, burned. Mm-hmm. So we only know from. Uh, description of how vast this was. I mean, this was basically a culmination of all of human knowledge. Yeah, at the time. And, yeah. uh, at the time. And it was because um, they had a bunch of thugs, a bunch of big guys, that when a uh, a ship would come into Alexandria, which a lot did because it was the... It was um, a huge port. It was the, the basically the center of the world at that mm-hmm. point. They would come it's in... It's like Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. exactly. Yeah. California. <laughs> yeah. And they, the ships would come in, or the guys would co- come down and collect all the books they had, mm. all the records they had. And they would um, forcibly remove it from their property and take it on into the library, and they would copy it all down, mm. and then they would keep the originals and give them the fucking copies, because fuck them. Right. <laughs> Which is fucked up. Because you're, you're in our port. Yeah, right, and right. not everyone had access to... Um, this information that they had in the library, which is jacked up, but c- collecting is a good step, but you need to distribute it as well. Yeah. Um, and that's what it is. It's like they knew that controlling the information was the way to gain power. Yeah. yeah. And we still know that, and they're still trying to control the information. I'm starting to sound like a fucking, I'm starting to sound like Rand Paul. <laughs> <laughs> something I'm passionate about is, is, um, is freedom. Now I sound like Glenn Beck. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> no, but I, I've always thought if I can get on my soapbox while we're doing this, okay. the scariest thing to me is this net neutrality stuff they're talking about, which mm-hmm. is always money because it always is with America. It, yes. But like just this idea of the internet not being open and this mm-hmm. idea that businesses would have the ability to decide what people see and don't see, mm. and basically the way they want to do it. And it's always Comcast. I'm just going to specifically mention them because it's always them. But what they want to do, because they, they've already done this with Netflix, is they wanted a kickback of like, yeah. well, a lot of people use Netflix, so you should pay us money for them to use your site, even though the person is paying money. Right. But like, they want to funnel yeah, the remaining bits They want and money pieces. on both ends. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the scary thing is this idea that we could be headed towards a society where Comcast decides what information you're allowed to see on the internet, which think about that for a second. A corporation deciding that. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's scary. Then we will turn into China. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. China has one of the most rigid censorship oh, yeah. programs for, oh, yeah. you know, internet files or, you know, TV, anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it is very, very strict. So I can't even imagine, you know, not having the freedom to look at, you know, a uh, three-boobed lady and, uh, you know, a cat batting at, at a monkey's face, you know, at the same time. Like, that would be awesome. And then to lose that? that that's not, <laughs> yeah. that's but not al- a fun But time. also, like, the ability to see um, a fictional story where two people are running for office and one of them fixes it so they get elected. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the kind of type of thing that they're trying to keep them away from. Like, right. hey, you know, uh, a governmental body might be flawed and it mm-hmm. might be corrupt and it right. might be trying to control the way you think. Quote, unquote, might be. <laughs> might be. <laughs> right. Might yeah. be. Because can you imagine, like, being one of the 1.3 billion people that, that live there and you don't even know that you're being controlled. Right. That is terrifying to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. We should be, like, airdropping copies of 1984. <laughs> right, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> I mean, not me specifically, but, yeah, somebody well, should. Someone yeah. should. Yeah. 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 It seems like yeah. a lot of work, but someone. <laughs> 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 <la
But that's, I, I think that was what was so fascinating about the whole thing with the interview. And obviously it's starting to come out that it might not have been North Korea. Mm. But this whole idea. The, now, let, let me just specify inter, the interview, the, the movie, movie yeah. that has just recently come out. And it's been all through the news a lot recently. But you have uh, Seth Rogen and, you know, the other guy. James Franco. Had to, like, yeah. gnaw off his own arm in that one movie. Yeah. Right, <laughs> ten and a half hours or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they did a movie where. He gnawed it off. Yeah. <laughs> right. They did a movie where they had to assassinate. Assassinate the uh, Kim Jong Il. Kim Jong Un. Un. Yeah. Un, the son. Kim Jong is the poison ill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, go ahead. So there was this whole thing where Sony got hacked and all this information came out, and there were uh, the initial reports. Now there's some questions about whether they're true or not. Is that this idea that North Korea was trying to shut down the movie and didn't want it released? Which, but again, that's kind of a fascinating idea to me because North Korea is a huge like people don't have the internet. They right. they don't have electricity. A it's lot like of them. Four percent yeah. of the population Jesus there Christ. is yeah. allowed to use the internet. Which is uh, why I mean it's and now it's coming out that maybe they weren't involved. But it's also I think we posed this question on our show of like, what is the harm of the movie coming out here? Because no one in North Korea is going to ever know it existed. Right. Like, they, yeah. No one's going to tell them over there. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> you know? they could just tell them that America's been defeated and right. You know. Right. Like, they're running everything. It's in a fiery, you know, pit now. So who cares? <laughs> yeah. They think they think Kim Jong Un won the the gold medal in skeleton <laughs> at the Sochi Olympics. <laughs> right. Those are always the best. Uh, so is it, it – I, I haven't seen the movie. I'm not really interested in seeing the movie. But it seems like it's a, a live action version of Team America. It is. Yeah. Well, is yeah, that the what whole it is? Thing Except is that, less, yeah. less offensive. Well, then, oh, man. <laughs> the basic synopsis is so – there's, So there's no Muppet sex? There's no, no. Muppet sex. There's, there's no, no There's no Muppets taking a shit on one another. <laughs> there's no, like, extreme Muppet vomiting. No, no, no extreme no, Muppet. And, and no <laughs> – no giant panthers played by small black cats, which is one of my favorite that things is the best that's part. ever happened in movies. Yeah, was the tiny good. black cats nibbling on <laughs> a little puppet, a little marionette. Uh, I love it. No, but the the basic bullet point synopsis is that James Franco and uh, uh, Seth Rogen, they score an interview with Kim Jong-un, so they're going over to North Korea to interview him, mm-hmm. and the CIA pulls them aside and is like, hey, because, and they're just normal journalists, but they're like, hey, while you guys are there, assassinate him. While you're there. <laughs> you know, since <laughs> right. you're getting this access, we want you to kill him, and then hijinks ensue. Okay. You know, I haven't seen it, but yeah. I know that that's but there's, uh, It's gone back and forth where they thought that North Korea hacked it, and then then, you know, they're saying maybe they didn't and, you know, so, mm. but it was really weird because, so uh, Sony decided that they weren't going to put out the movie. Now, or the reason- fear of reprisal? Yes. Well, yeah, exactly. They, they- uh, Well, but this is also- it came out that they were going to, you know, maybe bomb some movie theaters or mm. things like that. So the movie theaters decided that they weren't not, they were not going to show it. Right. Uh, you know, and they basically told Sony that and Sony didn't tell- the rest of society that that was the reason why. <laughs> so that everybody got mad at Sony. They're like, you know, even the president had mentioned it in an address. Mm-hmm. Like, basically the president was like, come on, Sony, really? <laughs> he was like, that's not going to happen. Right. I got you covered, <laughs> you know? Oh, I thought you were going to do your awesome impression of the president. Oh, well. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, uh, Sony, <laughs> I uh, want you to uh, release that movie. So that uh, me and Michelle. Well, maybe can. you guys could uh, stop uh, being a bunch of pussies <laughs> and do what you want to do because this is uh, fucking America. I thought my favorite part was because he was like, because I like uh, James Franco and uh, Seth Green. 
Rogan. <laughs> was like, he couldn't remember he couldn't the other remember guy's name. Yeah. Now, the guy what, uh, behind him was holding the cue card like... <laughs> Now, uh, what you guys uh, should have done is uh, shut down the Green Hornet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the other big things we talked about, sort of movies and, and everything else, but the, there was also the Comic Code Authority, which was formed in 1954 by the Comics Magazine Association of America. And again, this is where they formed a group to avoid the government getting involved. But uh, it's like a, a form of self-censorship yeah. as well. And it was sort of the opposite of uh, when you talked about records, you know, albums coming out. Like, this is, you wanted this stamp on a comic mm. book. Like, mm. you had to get it approved, and then it was the seal that basically told parents, like, someone can it's read kosher. this. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I have uh, the rules, if you guys, the but original. That, that kind of all came about because of a book. What was it? The, the Loss of Innocence? which was a, a book that came out where, the, where basically the guy who wrote it was saying, talking about Batman and Robin were basically gay lovers. And, mm. and they're trying to convince you to have young gay sex and things like that. Yeah, because he was the gay duo. Yeah, because he was, you know, he was the ward of, of you know, of, of Bruce Wayne. You know, mm -hmm. Dick Grayson was the ward. So he thought it was this kind of like pedophilia going on. And that's that's not at all what they you know what they were trying to portray, but right. that's that is how he portrayed it in his book. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people said, "No, screw comic books. You're not going to read this anymore because mm -hmm. because of that book and, right. and the backlash from it." Right. So and they created the Comics Code Authority to go, "Oh no 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 no! This is all wholesome. There's, right, a, there's right. no gay stuff in here," which is basically <laughs> what they did. We just need everything with more tights. <laughs> But yeah, it was, they had all these rules. It was underwear on the inside of your pants. Right, <laughs> right. Put the underwear on the inside of your pants. Right. And, and nipples on it, your suit. It took it to 2014 to get that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it was crime shall never be presented in a way as to create sympathy for the criminal, uh, to promote distrust of the forces of law and justice, or to inspire others with a desire to imitate criminals. If a crime is depicted, it should be a sordid and unpleasant activity. Uh, policemen, judges, government officials, and respected institutions shall never be presented in such a way to create disrespect for established authority. So you can't have a bad cop. No, you can't have a cop on the yeah. take. None mm -hmm. of that. Uh, criminals shall not be presented so as to be rendered glamorous or to occupy a position which creates desire for emulation. In every instance, good shall triumph over evil, and the <sighs> criminal published uh, punished for his misdeeds. Uh, scenes of excessive violence shall be prohibited. Uh, you can no comic magazine shall use the word horror or terror. All scenes of horror, excessive bloodshed, gory or gruesome crimes, depravity, lust, sadism, masochism shall not be permitted. Any lurid, unsavory, gruesome illustration shall be eliminated. Um, yeah, there's scenes dealing with. There's a whole bunch of these. But yeah. am so, I the only one who wants to throw a chair through a wall right now? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so basically, like like those horror comics, like Creepy and all yeah, those other, show. yeah, yeah, all yeah. those comics. You know, you, you they basically didn't want them to have this because right. yeah. they were, you know, you had some death and you had the, all the weird creepiness and all yeah. this other stuff, and it, they were like, no, 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 you can't have that. And in fact, I think even werewolves were banned. Yeah, you know? like well, there's nothing all, like supernatural. Yeah, you couldn't whatever. have it. You, you, so basically, you like all you were left with was like this milk toast, you know what I mean? All you were left with like fucking Superman. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why, yeah. You know, I mean, Batman was around, but he was just still, he was... He was he still the detective. Right. He, he was homogenized, yeah. yeah. And he yeah. couldn't yeah. live in Gotham City because everything they don't want happens in Gotham City. As well, they right. talk a lot right. about, about, you know, at, at, at a certain point, everything was during the day. You know, and I mean, he wasn't like the 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 you know nighttime creeping around. You right. know, right. you know, 
weirdo, you know, trying to grab criminals, right. you know, mm-hmm. and off the street. He wasn't that. You didn't have those, you know, those those shades of gray like you have in, you know, Batman today, you know, right. or right. any of the Batman movies or anything like that. It was right. all just very like, well, gee, gosh, you know, it was right. all it was, right. it was. It's pointless it was Adam because West. I mean, like, none of the bad, none of the villains can do anything bad, basically. Yeah. Right. And yeah. every time you engage them, you win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's there's no there's no reason to <laughs> there's no reason to engage them to begin with, and then when you do, you automatically win. Right. So yeah. it's super exciting. It's like yeah. buying a brand new game, never playing it before, and then automatically using cheat codes. Right. Exactly. Right. You're like, why am I even? This right. Is well, he not can even just a walk challenge. up to the penguin and be like. So how's it going, man? He's like, <laughs> he's like, rah, rah, rah. it's it's all right. I'm eating a sandwich. And he's like, yeah. So I pretty much don't want you eating that sandwich anymore. And he's like, rah, rah, rah. okay. That's it. And that, 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 that's that the comic strip yeah. right there. Well, I'm gonna have to take you in, and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> What's hilarious, too, because Batman is sort of defined, too, by a corrupt police force. That's Uh why Batman has to exist. Essentially, if all cops are good and are really good at their job, Batman doesn't need to exist because Mm -hmm. they've got it under control. Right. Yeah. But the, and that's if Batman's city instead of Gotham would, is Toronto. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is the the code and the weird thing is the, this code in some form it changed a bit over the years. But like DC was still using it up until like 2011. Like yeah. they were actually still using the code. Uh, Marvel bit like got rid of it like early 2000s. But what actually started to get it changed and reformed was a sort of ironically. Stan Lee was hired to do a story by the U.S. Department of Health, Education, and Welfare because they wanted a Spider-Man comic that told people drugs were bad. Mm -hmm. And so they go to Stan Lee and they want him to write this comic. And, um, like, so he draws a comic where someone that's friends with Spider-Man does drugs and Spider-Man has to get him off of drugs. Mm. And so it's like the government is asking him to do this, but one of the clauses in the code is... All elements of techniques not specifically mentioned herein, but which are contrary to the spirit and intent of the code and are considered violations of good taste and decency, they decided that showing drugs in the comic violated that rule. So this is in 1967. Essentially, they wouldn't approve the comic. And Stan Lee goes, well, yeah, but the government is asking me to do this. <laughs> right. So I'm going to release it anyway. And he did. And basically, that's when they started to reform things a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh, it was gotcha. like, it was so narrow that they couldn't even see, like, yeah, it ha- and the, Stan Lee's talked about it before. The guy does drugs. Like, it, they don't even say what they are because Stan Lee didn't know anything about drugs. They're so. just, like, quote-unquote drugs. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. no, like, depiction. Generalization. Of, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, there's, like, a lot of references to his friend being on drugs. Yeah. Like, generally. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, I think it was sometime during the 80s, uh, Speedy, who is uh, the, um, who is the Green Arrow's sidekick, okay. mm-hmm. winds up doing heroin. And he, it's like a, it's like a huge thing that he came out of a, a door and saw Speedy with a heroin, heroin, with a heroin needle sticking out of his arm, and you know, and basically found out that his his ward was on drugs. Well, it was and the eighties. But I'm saying, like, that was like that was one of the huge like knockdowns to the code right there. Right. Was yeah. that was that they were basically like, okay, we're showing that this is bad. We're showing that you know you have to reform that because right. you know this this is bad and this is happening right. so we need to you know show people that it's bad mm-hmm. so that was one of the reasons you know and they it, the needle was just hanging out of his arm you know <laughs> so 
And it's not how he got his superpowers. No, no, <laughs> no. That's not what they. Yeah, I mean. Seriously, if like Alan Moore or Frank Miller had to stick to this code, the, their books would just be covers. Right, right. <laughs> well, and I think their their comics are a reaction to the code. That's like once guess, things yeah. started to loosen up, they were like, "Oh, things are loosened up." Yes, Ooh, I got some ideas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like an antibiotic. <laughs> yeah. All right, Curiosos. Well, thank you so much for joining us for censorship, and uh, we definitely want to thank Lars and Joel for uh, for thank joining us. No, thank you. It has been an absolute blast. So uh, I apologize about all the cussing. I just feel like I should at this point. I mean, we've done it so much, but we said at the top of the hour it was going to happen. We warned you. So, uh, and this is how it's going to be from here on out. I just wanted to say to end it, Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us, facebook.com backslash thecurioso podcast. Check out our merchandise on zazzle.com backslash curioso podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash curioso podcast. On the left-hand side of thecurioso.com, you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link. And if you're a real Curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. You guys want to say anything? 2000 15 seem necessary. <laughs> <laughs>